Welcome to the Thriving Forward podcast. Now to introduce your hosts. Hi, I'm Megan Laspinera. I'm the founder and executive director of Kids Thrive 585 Inc. and a pediatrician in Rochester, New York. And I'm Sarah Collins McGowan. I'm also a pediatrician here in Rochester, and I teach community health and advocacy to pediatric residents. In each episode, we will speak with people involved in good works and projects in the greater Rochester area. We hope that by introducing you to these inspirational people and their stories, you will be motivated to learn more about these amazing organizations in our region and the fabulous people who keep them working. Hi, everyone. We wanted to let you know that this interview was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic became widespread in the United States. We are now living through a time of anxiety, disruption to our daily lives, and uncertainty. We feel it is important to continue to lift up those whose work supports our community every day. As we move into and emerge out of the immediate health crisis posed by COVID-19, please remember that this pandemic will worsen the inequities our community already struggles with. The interviews we are sharing are with the people among us who will lead the way in addressing those inequities. Let them give you hope and inspiration. Hi, it's Megan, and on this week's episode of the Thriving Forward podcast, I will be interviewing Matt Fico. He has been the community outreach coordinator for the ARC of Monroe County since January of 2019. Prior to his time at the ARC, he was independent living supervisor for the Regional Center for Independent Living in Rochester. And before that, he spent 20 years in the corporate sector in various positions. Matt's job at the ARC is to provide information and drive community interest in the ARC's programs and services. He works with area schools, care coordination organizations, community partners, families, and people the ARC supports to educate and promote more details on programs, services, and eligibility for enrollment. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Matt. Great. Thanks, Megan. Appreciate it. All right. So tell us something that you are into lately. It could be anything. Anything? Um, There's actually this web series on YouTube that I've been really getting into. It's called Abandoned. There's a few different... It's Sunsoft, I guess, is the the place that does or the thing that does these... um, uh, videos, but they're it's abandoned. They have another series called Bankrupt. Basically, they go through and talk about like malls or different um, things. Like for, he, the guy seems to be really been in Disney World because they have a lot of things too about like uh, rides or amusement parks or things that never kind of either didn't come to fruition or places within Disney World that are just like abandoned. Like say things that they used to have. One was like Frontierland. That just they left and now vegetation and the earth has just kind of swallowed them up, but they're still part of the, you know, the amusement park. So I don't know. It's just really been kind of watching these videos just fascinating to me to see like these places that for whatever reason, for example, they had another one on Sears and just talking about like kind of the downfall, how Sears was once the largest, you know, retail retailer in the United States. And now it's, you know, this bankrupt company that has pretty much sold off everything. So I don't know, that kind of stuff fascinates me. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think like watching the vegetation move in or sort of those like physical changes to places that are abandoned can be really interesting too. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about the Ark of Monroe County and your role there. Yeah, so the Ark of Monroe is an organization we work with um, adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I say mainly adults because we do have a few programs that Uh, are for youth, but uh, essentially when people uh, exit or age out of school with intellectual and developmental disabilities, they need to know, they need to know what's out there for the kind of next steps in their adult life. 
And we provide programs, whether it be day programs or pre-vocational programs to get them ready to work in the community or actually community employment services to assist people with their adult next steps in their adult life and getting them to feel uh, part of the community, to be integrated in the, into the community and to actually um, build on the goals that they have for their own lives uh, towards achieving what they, what they would like to accomplish. So we try to be a really person-centered organization in that regard. And your role as community outreach coordinator... Is to pretty much tell let everybody know what we do. So I kind of try to be the jack of all trades. I try to know as much about our organization as possible. So uh, many times I'm kind of the, either the first voice or the first face that they're going to meet at the ARC. So I work with families or the people that we will possibly support, um, schools, uh, any. Uh, part of the support team, so care coordination organizations, um, to kind of let them know about the different services that we have at the ARC and to see where the people that that uh, either they support or the people that, you know, talking directly to people we might possibly support to let them know where they might fit into our organization. So I know the ARC is an expansive organization that yeah, has lots huge. of projects and, and different things that they're involved with. Can you talk about some of the programs and things that are offered through the ARC or people who should, you know, really pay attention and, and reach out to the ARC? Yeah, I mean, we like I was mentioning, uh, you know, so, for example, our day services, we have different day programs and each is unique in their own regard. They have specialties in certain aspects of a person's life. Some um, are more geared towards, you know volunteering in the community or getting out in the community every day and experiencing what there is within the Rochester area. Um, others are more for uh, older adults. So you want to be with your peer group and having the opportunity to be with people who are older, maybe have retired from their job um, or have kind of just gone through different programs in the arc. And now they want to have a little more um, experiences that will allow them to kind of go into their older years. Um, and so we have programs for that. We have uh, pre-vocational programs that have a whole host of different specialties. We work with with the Del Monte Hotel Group, for one, in our Adult Project Search Program. So people want to experience what it's like to work in a hotel and all the different aspects of that. Um, services that we work with the Strong Museum of Play, we just have a new pre-vocational program with them, our self-program for uh, adults with autism and being a, or autism-like characteristics and being... Uh, having internship opportunities at the Strong Museum. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, we really try to focus all of our programs, whether it be for day services and you know working on socialization skills or life skills or their pre-vocational skills, it's all person-centered. We try to look at an approach that is um, unique to the person that we're serving. We want to have our programs fit what their needs are and what their goals are, not vice versa, just kind of have them fit to what we you know, what we have. Granted, the programs are kind of set, but within those programs, there's a lot of wiggle room in terms of the different types of internships and things we can uh, provide for the people that we support. Is there an ideal person that should be getting a hold of you guys? Can individuals reach out to you or do they need to come through a care coordination organization or a doctor's office or um, OPWDD? Like how do people get in touch yeah, with you? Yeah, certainly. Uh, there, uh, I mean, anybody can really reach out to us, but the main funding source that the ARC um, has is through Office of People with Developmental Disabilities or OPWDD. That's what is our driver and kind of the golden ticket to get into all the different services that we have. So you know, we normally will will uh, 
let families who are in high school, that's really the, the age that you want to start this process. So a few years before somebody ages out of school, whether it be, you know, they're going to graduate at 18 or they're going to continue on with trans- transition services to the age of 21, around that time, you want to start looking at the uh, programs that are out there and you need eligibility through OPWDD. So in order to get that, they have a process called the front door. And so people would get involved with OPW and um, working with their front door coordinators to make sure that they are eligible for services. Because one of the things that we want people to understand is that in order to be eligible for OPWDD, you need to have a determination of intellectual or developmental disability before the age of 22. Past that age, it's not impossible to have that determination, but if, if you're not uh, if you don't have that diagnosis before then, it becomes very difficult in order to be eligible for services. So that's the first step. So working with your school, um, with your transition coordinator within your school, with your uh, special education teachers, once you're getting set up with OPWDD, getting set up with a care coordination organization, and your care coordinator will then be kind of your um, guide towards the different resources that are in the community, and hopefully they will guide you to us. Um, and you know, we, like I had mentioned, or, you know, like you had talked about in my introduction, you know, I, uh, if you go onto our website, my phone number is plastered everywhere. So <laughs> I get calls from care coordinators, from families, from uh, the schools themselves. And I'm also part of, a, um, we have a transition collaboration within Monroe County. And so I try to get to know a lot of the different players within that community so that they know they can reach out to me to get the information they need. But no, I, Anybody wants information, they can call. And I don't, you know, there's not one particular person that can get in. It's just that, you know, you need to know to have the steps ahead of time with OPWDD to, to become eligible. Do you have any advice for somebody that wants to do similar work to what you're doing or wants to work, maybe transition from private to public se- sector or more um, nonprofit work? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is you have to kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, there's so many different um aspects to what we do and it's constantly changing because our funding does come from the state you'll need to know everybody that's involved for funding sources so again for opw whether it's office of people with developmental disabilities with opwdd or access vr which is a vocational agency that funds our job path program um, and again that's just specific to the arc but just in general in the uh, uh, nonprofit world just knowing what the organization does and having a passion for this type of work. Um, we're not going to be millionaires doing this type of work. I mean, you, you have to do it because you really love doing it and it's fulfilling and wanting to be uh, a part of the people that we that we uh, support, being a part of their lives to help them to feel more integrated um, in our community. Uh, you know, not just looking at it as I'm somebody that is going to point them in the right direction, but really getting to know them, getting to know what their wants and their their goals are and their desires, uh, you know, for their lives. Um, you have to be, I think you have to have a lot of empathy. I think you looking in, to, especially the type of work that we do, you know, a lot of people might look at a person with an intellectual development disability and see and have sympathy. And that's not what they want. They want people to empathize with them and to understand that they have the same hopes and dreams that that a non-disabled person has. And you have to take uh, a step into their shoes and get to know them. Um, so 
it's kind of a roundabout way to answer your question, but uh, you know, to sum it up, I, I think you really just have to have a passion for this type of work and and want to be a, a force, a driving force for change um, and for uh, supporting the people that you know that you're going to end up working with. So I know you've mentioned some of them, but what are some of the community-based organizations that the ARC partners with? Oh, there's my uh, Galveston Autism Center. We do we've which. Recently, they just built a beautiful new facility, yeah. um, you know, around around here. And we partner, we've partnered with them in many uh, programs uh, that we offer. In fact, embedded, it, they have a, a little deli program that, well, the ARC has a deli program and we have, we run the deli out of there. So it, it's been great. We have a, a day hair program that's out of that site. Um, Starbridge, they do a lot of work with more kind of uh, more of the younger um, people with intellectual and development dis- disabilities and students, and they kind of help to create knowledge, you know, as they're going through school and kind of where to go next. Um, but we, a lot of times, w- we work with them on a program called Creating Life After High School. Um, we've partnered with them in the past, and it's all about as people ha- are aging out of school, kind of what's next in their lives and whether they want programs for you know, whatever this going to take them. We also, I didn't mention before, but we have residential, uh, certified residential housing opportunities too. So if people are looking to get their own place and be, you know, have their own independence, that's also an option. So we work with Starbridge a lot uh, to kind of hand off once a person goes in the, their adult world. Um, the care coordination organizations, Prime Care and Person-Centered Services, which are the two in this area, um, working a lot with them to kind of, create a knowledge base uh, for the people that they're working with um, so that they know what's out there. Um, you know, it's, it's really just, I'm constantly getting resources and finding out uh, all the different places that are out there because, you know, many times somebody will call the Arkham Monroe and they're looking for specific services that we might not be able to provide, but I want to be able to ha- be a resource for them too, to say, Hey, you know, we're not able to help you at this point, but here's some places that can, um, you know, again, we partner with OPWDD just, <laughs> we have to, I mean, it's in a good way, but uh, because it's our funding source, but also just working with them to help the people uh, for eligibility, helping them to, or helping people to kind of get in touch with them to know where, where they need to go for eligibility. So it, both state and local agencies are really important to us to, to keep, um, to keep our, our uh, programs and services kind of uh, you know, full. I mean, we, we, we love having full service. It's tough sometimes because we have to say no to some people because we don't have openings, but at the same time, we want them to be full. We want people to know that, that there are programs out there that again, it might not, we not, we aren't the one-stop shop for everything, but we are, I think, pretty, uh, pretty important in the community in terms of what we do. Are there one or more community-based organizations that you would like to shout out or highlight the work that they're doing? I know you've mentioned a few organizations already, but are there people either that the ARC works with or that you know of sort of separately that are doing great work that you just want to shine a light on today? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, well, I said the Gallows on Autism Center, I think that it's, it's really an amazing place because it's so many different organizations they have. Uh, care coordination or prime care, they have embedded there. They have lifetime assistance. They have our uh, Arkham Monroe. They have all these different um, Autism Up, which is another wonderful organization for people with autism. Um, so many uh, community partners are under one roof, and they have family navigators at the Gail Gal- Autism Center too. That you know, if somebody 
um, we'll contact them. And they don't just, I mean, again, it's, it's for people with, uh, with autism, but they also have other resources for other people with intellectual and developmental disabilities that are able to, they're able to kind of let people know what's out there in the community. Um, and so they're a wonderful resource. And uh, we've, you know, we're very proud of our partnership with them and working with them because I think they do wonderful work. Um, you know, where I came from before, Regional Center for Independent Living, they do a lot of wonderful work and giving people, providing resources um, in the community for many different things, whether it be housing or accessibility, um, uh, benefits advisement, a lot of wonderful things. You know, Money Falls, the per person program for people to be able to live independently and and get the resources they need in order to you know they have their own home or apartment or those type of things so that's another great organization they do a lot of a lot of work um, a lot of unsung people there what is one of your favorite things about rochester i just think it's it's a, it's a great community there's so many different i will get calls from people outside of the area uh, that live in ontario county or orleans or something that they're always asking you know can we apply for services or, or have, you know, come to Monroe County to get the, to get this pro, the programs that you all have. And, and we can, what makes it difficult obviously is the, just the transportation aspect to it. But I think there's so many different organizations and people and community partners that want to work together. Uh, it's not, you know, I mean, we, we work with, uh, you know, Heritage Christian and CP Rochester and other places that, I do a lot of the same. They have a lot of similar programs to what we do. We don't look at it as competition. It's not, you know, you're working all for the same goal to support people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so you're not um, trying to, you know, poach people from other organizations or other places. You're working together to kind of find the best, um, the best programs that are going to uh, help the people that, that we support in the community. So, um, and everybody kind of comes together to kind of, uh, you know, give, um, give information to provide information, provide programs, provide services. And it's all, everybody is very helpful in that regard. Um, so we're really tight in that community. Uh, we have a lot of wonderful resources that I think we're lucky. There's a lot of other places just within New York state that don't have the same type of resources that we in Rochester and Monroe County have. So, um, you know, we have a great, uh, plethora of places that, that people can get. And it's just, it's just finding out where to go. I think that's the biggest thing. So, but I think that we all try to work together to, to, to get the word out there that there are places for, for people with disabilities. We just have to be more, um, uh, kind of sh shout out the hilltops that, that, you know, we're here. We just need to let people know where to go to get that information. Where can people go to find you, to find out more about the ARC, to connect? Where, what are the best places to do that? Well, if you go to our website, it's uh, ARC, A-R-C, Monroe.org. Um, if you want to contact me directly, you can go to my email. Uh, it's mfico, F-I-C-O, M as Mary, F-I-C-O, at ARCMonroe.org. Um, you can call the ARC of Monroe, uh, our Main phone number is 585-271-0660. Or you can call me directly, 585-672-2222. Like I said, if you go to our website, it doesn't have my name necessarily everywhere, but if you go to a page, it has my phone number, so it's going to go to me. And I always try to, you know, if it, if it, even if I don't, not the one you're going to be talking to eventually, I, I'll get you to the place you need to go. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate you having me. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Forward podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Kids Thrive 585 Inc., the Huckelman Center at the University of Rochester and Rochester Regional Health. To learn more about today's guest, head over to kidsthrive585.org and click on the podcast link. See you next time. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of their employers or funders.